You're listening to a Trav Market Media Network podcast, a podcast designed for you, the travel professional. Is there something you would like to hear or do you have feedback? Please write to us at podcast at travmarketmedia.com. Again, that's podcast with an S at travmarketmedia.com. Hi, it's Megan, host of Travel Radio Podcast, a proud member of the Trav Market Media Podcast Network. Would you take a moment now to like, subscribe, and review the podcast? You can also reach me at info at travelradiopodcast.com, or you could reach the network at travmarketmedia.com. Travel professional or aspiring professional traveler, I'm so thankful you tuned in. Now, let's dig into where our ears will travel today. Hello and welcome to Travel Radio. I am your host, Megan Chapa, and today I am pleased to welcome Nicole Barrett to the podcast. Nicole, I am not sure hey, if this is Megan. your first time or not, but uh, welcome. I wish it was more than once if this is the first time. So welcome to Travel Radio. <laughs> Oh, thank you, Megan. This is my first time on your podcast, but you have been on my podcast. That is true. Definitely not our first time uh, talking in a podcast together, but I am so happy to be here. Yeah, I'm happy that you're on here, and I'm also happy that you you left the outtakes as outtakes when we recorded ours. <laughs> oh my! That was fun, but don't forget, I have it on video. Yes, so you do. All right, I can, you know, blackmail you at any time. Yeah, I was gonna say, all you future blackmailers, Nicole's your girl, but she's her prices are steep, so there you go. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, Nicole, would you take a minute to introduce yourself? Oh, absolutely. So I'm Nicole Barrett, and I am the founder of SI Global and the Travelpreneur Academy. And like I mentioned before, uh, I do have a podcast called the Hey Travelpreneur Podcast, uh, which is also like Megan's podcast on the Trav, um, Trav Market Network. Um, hey, and I go ahead. I just said, Hey, I'm sorry, I thought you were saying I'm something. just being hey-o, excited. Hey-o. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So I'm so excited about that. So I'm on the Trav Market Network as um, as is Travel Radio Podcast, and I'm super excited about that. But many travel agents or travel pros, travel advisors, you may know me from my sandals and beaches days, which I think we're going to get into a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been in the industry for, in the travel and sales industry for about 15 years. But prior to that, I worked for companies such as Focatel, Starwood, Walt Disney World, Fairmont, the list goes on. And just a little bit of personal thing, I live in New England where it is currently snowing. Oh, at my the time goodness. Recording. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is our first snowfall of, of the season. And I absolutely love snow. As a Jamaican, can you believe that? I know we're going to talk about Jamaica, but can I talk about the fact that this Jamaican loves snow? <laughs> Um, (laughs) so everyone in the house, we're all excited. Uh, I live in New England with our boys. My husband love exploring New England and of course the Caribbean um, and other parts of the world. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. Yeah. You spent quite a bit of time in Vermont. Do you guys have a cabin up there? No, we don't, but we wish we did. And Ah. (laughs) listen, we try to find a cabin every time we're there. Like, let's see what the prices are like. No, we spend a lot of time in Vermont Mm -hmm. as well as in Maine. Um, And we do, we're in Massachusetts, so I'm south of Boston. 
and uh, that's where we live. But we do, like you said, get up to Vermont, Maine quite a bit. And uh, I'm sorry. And we also do like Cape on the Islands. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, love it up there. Yeah. That yes. was some of our best living when we lived in Boston. Yeah, we love to explore up there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Love, love, love to explore. I know. And, and, you know, I always say no matter where I live in this world, um, I will always call New England home, right? Whether we have, whether we continue to have a home here or not, right? And if we sell and move out, um, I will always call New England home, just like how I call Jamaica home. Like New England is, is, um, is, is a great place for us to live. Yeah, I'm familiar with moving frequently and I have lots of homes. Um, so I get it. I get it. Yes. But let's talk yes. about, um, a little bit about, uh, you know, our, our crazy origin story, which is while you, when you were working for Sandals, which is about seven years ago when I was living in Boston. And I think that you right. were the regional BDM at the time or something along those lines. And it was the, uh, the era of the very first mega fam. And, um, yes. and it, I'm going to say just flatly, but uh, emphatically that it was a little bit crazy. <laughs> a little bit, a and, little bit. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, and kind of just make the statement that travel agents, you can be animals. And, um, right. what, yeah. What do you think about that? <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, so I remember, so for going back about seven years, I was, yes, I was regional director at, at the time. And we did mega fams. And for those of you who are not familiar with what mega fams are, I'm sure many of you are, but just in case it's where sandals and beaches resorts would charter a plane. Um, and then we would take, you know, 200 of our closest travel agent friends with us. And we did them all over the United States. So, you know, to this point over the past several years, I'm going to say we've done dozens of these, right? Mm-hmm. And from my region at that time, uh, which was Maine to New Jersey, we did several during a year. And the, the, one of the mega fans out of Boston was when, I think it was when Grenada first opened up, right? That's you remember we went to Grenada? Yes. Yeah. That's when all the um, shenanigans happened. The, all the shenanigans. <laughs> you remember the shenanigans? Yes. So what the mega fan, what we did was we did island hop over the course of uh, two nights, right? So it was yes, a, yep. a full one day. So we'd go from Boston or whichever location to an island. We would do like lunch and a tour there. And then we'd go from one island to another island. We'd sleep there for two nights. And then the, on the last day, we'd get up early, get on the plane, um, go to another island, did lunch and tour there, and then got back home. I mean, that was, the, that was crazy, right? I, th- I don't it think was. I'd sleep. I mean, I wouldn't sleep the whole weekend. Or whenever it was. Yep. No, and, um, actually, yeah. yeah, yes, it was, it was, I mean, it was fantastic. Those properties are fantastic. I yes. love to sell those properties. Um, but yeah, I mean, talk about PSAs of how to get banned from a resort. I mean, and this is just <laughs> basic flying etiquette, but if you go to the nice restaurant and then you pocket the silverware, you put it in your purse, <laughs> it's going to get caught in the metal detector, right? <laughs> and let's, Yes, and for the record, that was not you. <laughs> no, it was not me. I was standing behind them in line, and they and yes. they had been having some pretty bad manners um, most of the trip. And everyone's like, "Oh, what's this?" They're like, "Oh, it's just a souvenir they gave it to us." I'm like, "No way!" I'm like, "No yes. one, no one gives you silverware as as souvenir, right?" No. Yeah, and I was like, "Yeah, oh. yeah," and I just said, "You know what? They, uh, you stole that from the restaurant. You need to turn around, and give it back, and act like your parents raised you with some manners." Like, <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. And also, yes, like, don't take knives through the TSA. Thing. Yeah. No, don't. Right. And that was in Grenada. And so Grenada, we didn't stay in Grenada, but Grenada, we hit Grenada on the, it was the last, the last trip home, the last stop home. So on that last day, uh, we stopped in Grenada for the day. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all our checked luggages were on the, on the plane. So whatever you went to visit the resort in or whatever you had, the purse, your backpack, you were coming back through security. There was no opportunity to check a bag. So mm-hmm. this person decided to put silverware in their, in their purse. It was quite interesting. It was a very interesting trip. So then um, let me bring around the topic of today's podcast, which as we've talked about, and as people may tell from your ac- accent, um, you're, you're not a, a U.S. native. So let's talk about the topic of today and why you are the person for it. So what are we talking about today? Uh, we are talking about my Jamaica. We are talking about my Jamaica. So, yes, I was born and raised in Jamaica. Now, while I've been living in the U.S. for 20-something years, oh, my gosh, it feels like so long ago, right? Um, I spent more than half my life in the U.S., but I've actually spent, I've actually spent quite a bit of time during that time back in Jamaica as well. Um, I love my island. Um, my Jamaica, I assume, or I know, uh, is going to be different from your Jamaica, Megan, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's going to be different from another Jamaican Jamaica. Um, but my Jamaica, uh, I grew up in the country or what the city folk like to call the country. So mm-hmm. the people in Kingston call the rest of Jamaica the country, <laughs> right? And mm-hmm. so I grew up on a farm. Um, oh, okay. When I say farm, yeah, a literal farm, like acres of land with we had all the animals and all the plants and we did quite a bit of farming and my mom did uh, quite a bit of export as well. We oh, wow. would supply the, I know we supplied the local supermarkets with chickens and produce and yeah, yeah. Like a proper working farm and it's still there to this day. And probably cannabis, right? I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's fine. No, no, we did not supply that for sure. <laughs> oh, sorry, I had to. You know, make but the there just that, that's fine. But there's probably a market for it today. I will tell you that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, um, I interviewed a, a gal named Irene Salger. I don't know if you know Irene, but she, I mean, she isn't uh, just like your average white lady, and she is just like. But I mean, she should have been born in Jamaica. She loves Jamaica so, so much. And so that's all she yeah. does is, and she, uh, the company she just started is just Jamaica group, I think. And, um, uh, we talked about new changes in laws and new attractions and she knows all of it. And we were talking about, um, the Rastafarian village and there's a, I can't remember the name of this place, but basically you can buy a tourist card, um, to try different, mm-hmm. um, you know, to go to different uh, medical marijuana places and, and try it. So yeah, there's a, there's oh, a market nice. for it. There's a market for it. Uh, you yeah. have to do it the right way, uh, cause there are some legal right. restrictions on it, but, but there is a market for it and uh, I think it's growing. So there you go. But that was not part of your Jamaica. So let me take us down the that path. Was, of, no, no. Well, well, I'm, well, you know, I mean, cannabis is at some point in everybody's Jamaica, <laughs> you know, makes an appearance. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that's fine, that's but I wouldn't shame. consider it. Yeah, I wouldn't consider it a part of it. But I mean, it makes an appearance in regular everyday life for everyone. So you know, you go to a concert, it makes an appearance. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I used to go to fish yeah. concerts. So there you go. They're right, like, right. you know, okay. So anyway, um, let's uh, 
and so as someone who is so intimately involved in the U.S. tourism industry and was raised in Jamaica and also, you know, was, has been training uh, travel agents and how to prepare their clients and send their clients to Jamaica. But, you know, we, mm-hmm. we often get tied up in what we, you know, the corporate side of it or like the produced side of things. But I just wanted right. to give an alternative perspective on what your Jamaica is and maybe what you would want people to think about uh, beyond the resorts. And so, but just to like start this off in a playful way, could we just um, do maybe like a word association or like I give you a little phrase or like a thought experiment oh, yeah. and you just like pop that out what comes fun. Up. Okay, great. So thank you for saying yes. And now here we go. <laughs> okay. So uh, when you hear the name Jamaica, what is the first one or two words that just pop into your head? When I hear Jamaica, the first thing I think about is food. Yes. <laughs> I think about food food is the first thing that comes to mind. And then the next thing that comes to mind is uh, warmth in the sense of people and home. Mm-hmm, That's what, mm-hmm. those, those are my two words. Perfect. Okay. What about any taste or smells? Um, food? No, <laughs> but food for sure. Um, when, when it comes, <laughs> yes, for sure. When it comes to smell, but you know, um, when I think of taste and smell in Jamaica, when I think of smell, I think of, the different families coming together. Mm. Um, and in the U.S., we will be called that like a potluck situation. But when yes. families come together and they cook, whether they bring the meals with them or they come together, uh, it's a community effort, right? It is, um, you know, families on all the smells of them baking and cooking. And for me, um, and I'm going to give you another word for taste because that goes with food as well. But for mm-hmm. me, um, I'm going to switch taste out if it's okay with you. And I'm going to say sounds. Oh, great. Right. Yes. And what that means to me is that I can take, honestly, and this is going to sound weird, but I take, I take my best naps when I'm home. Right. Oh, yeah. Because the sound, I know the sounds for me are the familiarity of the people that I know. And even if I don't know them in, in every sense of the word, I know the Jamaican people. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's comforting for me. And, um, and, and other sounds outside of people we're talking about, depending on where I'm taking a nap, obviously, but we're talking about, you know, the waves or the trees or the wind or the sound of the rain on the rooftops, which is a totally different sound than mm-hmm. it is here in the United States. Are we talking tin roofs? Yeah. For the most, yeah, a lot of them are tin roofs. So the sound of the rain is just, it's just different. And the smell of the rain. So there's your smell mm. right there, mm. Megan. There you go. There's your smell. The smell of the rain is just really different. That's really interesting. Um, I, I wouldn't have thought about that, but yeah, it makes sense. I mean, because all the earth is different. It's, it's really good. Yes. Mm. Yes. What about tourists in Jamaica? Oh, tourists. So, you know, I am of the opinion that it takes a special type of person to decide, hey, I want to go to Jamaica, right? Um, because I find that the people who go to Jamaica are people who don't, you know, a good majority of them don't want to just sit on a beach for seven days, right? Mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. don't just want to, they don't want to just eat the, um, you know, the resort food for seven days. They want to go out. They want to experience the people. They are the people who know, who want, who want a true 
uh, travel experience, mm-hmm. right? They, cause you know, travel is all about the experiences, right? And it, yes. it's, I, I believe that if you don't go out and, and create your own experiences, um, outside of the resort, or even if you're on resort, you can still create experiences talking to the staff and making it your own. Yeah, but I yeah. find that it takes a special type of tourist to kind of, to go to Jamaica and someone who's looking for a deeper connection. So what about a memorable local tradition? Oh, memorable local tradition. Oh, there are so many. But, you know, as we're coming up to Christmas time, I I will talk about this one. So Mm -hmm. uh, a local tradition in Jamaica is uh, what's called Grand Market. Have you heard of it? No, but I want to hear about it. Oh, right. So Grand Market is basically, uh, it is... uh, it's a huge event. Or I'm not even going to call it, but it's a it's a huge celebration and experience that happens across Jamaica on Christmas Eve. Okay. So starting, you know, during the late evening, people start to go out to the market. So we're talking about the big towns that will have, you know, a market. And when we say people, we don't just mean the adults. We're also talking about children, right? Mm. So as a child. Mm-hmm. And we would go to Grand Market, you know, on Christmas Eve. And this is when you wear the, the best outfit you've ever worn all year. Okay. You have to get How in the fun. outfit. It's the best. It's the best <laughs> thing you will wear all year. Okay. okay. Yep. And, and you would go out and you'd be out, you know, and all the, you know, the markets are lit up with all the Christmas toys and all the best foods. And um, oh, there's a DJ on every corner. And Fun. around every DJ booth, you know, everyone's dancing and it, it, it's, it, it smells amazing. It's lively. And then you're out till five o'clock in the morning, even as children, you know, and yeah. then you'd go home and just change your clothes and, and go to church. <laughs> oh my gosh. And, right? <laughs> and hopefully that pastor is either st- still on his market high. Uh, or, right. or he hasn't been out the night before, so he can or he hasn't been out. keep everybody yes. up. He's hard, or, or he went out and came in early, you know, not like the rest of us, but he expected. Right. But, you know, you go to church on Christmas Day or Christmas morning, and then you go home and then you take a nap and then you wake up and, you know, Christmas dinner is ready. Um, you know, I miss that at this time of the year, to be yeah. honest. Poor mom. Mom's like, I've been up all night. I've been to church and now I got to cook. That sounds probably not out though. That's the thing. Mom's Mm. probably, or some moms are, but mine would not normally be out. (laughs) Oh, that sounds like so much fun though. We've taken our kids to do some, some of those things, you know, when we've, we've traveled around and um, my daughter, she's like the energizer bunny. She could go forever. And my son, he has serious FOMO. But at some point, he will say, is there some place that I can lay down and go to sleep? Because he will just know that his batteries are drained. But yeah, that right, sounds like a right. ton of fun. But I imagine like, you could nap leading up to it, you know, to get ready. So that's cool. Right. It's a, it's a whole excitement. And then you turn around and do it again, but on a smaller scale on New Year's Eve. Okay. It's interesting. Much smaller scale. Ah. Yeah. Because we do, we do the other way, right? So Christmas Eve is is in the home with your families, and and then, mm-hmm. um, and then on New Year's you go out and lose your mind. So, yeah, right. And that's how it is here with our kids, right? With mm-hmm. our boys, it's like Christmas Eve. You're here at home, and you know you're playing the music, or you're baking, or you're doing whatever. And I'm looking at these kids, and they think it's the best thing ever. And I'm looking at them like you just don't know. <laughs> you have no idea. Oh, you have man. no idea where we could be right now. <laughs> you gotta take them then. You gotta take them then. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I do. I don't think I've ever spent Christmas in Jamaica with the boys. They've been on different during different times of the year, but I don't believe they've been during Christmas. 
I mean, I, I know that so. you love a New England Christmas and the probability of you getting snow on Christmas is quite high in New England. However, yes. I mean, let us learn this lesson from COVID that you have to put these things on the calendar and then execute them because otherwise, you know, maybe we'll all get happen. locked down again. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? I know. What gets scheduled gets done. Yeah. We've been over different holidays, but not Christmas. And I'll make a note of that. Good okay. point. <laughs> Well, let's uh let's press to naming a Jamaican celebrity. Oh, okay. So we all know Usain Bolt, right? Oh yeah. Um. Oh, for sure. But I cannot, you know, say Usain Bolt and not say Bob Marley, right? Um, yep, yep, yep. Um. Bob Marley is sure to resonate with many of us, no matter where we're from. Um. And and Usain Bolt as well, because what they both represent to us is inspiration, just inspiration in whatever it is that we do, inspiration in music and being our best selves, right? Mm -hmm. So those, I I know you said one, but I'm going to give you two, Megan. No, it's fine. Great, (laughs) great, great. Now, I mean, and also you're getting different, you know, you're grasping different, you're grabbing different groups of people because you've got, you know, your athletes and you've got your musicians. So that's good. That's good. Right. Right. So complete this. Oh, sorry. Complete this sentence. In Jamaica, don't do. Don't do the wacky tobacco. No. Um, (laughs) (laughs) In in Jamaica, don't do. Let me see. Um, This is a. This is um. This is a tough one. But I'm going to say, I'm going to flip it in a different direction. Okay. Uh, you know, go to Jamaica, but don't not do this. Like, don't not talk to the locals, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Don't not try the local food. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's not, you know, it's a different way than you ask, but. Yeah. Well, then let's, uh, let's see how the next one goes then. In Jamaica, you must uh, do. Well, it's the same question. It's the same two things, but I'm going to tell you something else. So in Jamaica, you must, outside of those two things that I just mentioned, when you go to Jamaica or when you send clients to Jamaica, they must do or you must do uh, a local Jamaican tour that is not necessarily something that you could think of. And I know um, you're going to ask me about some of those places, Megan. So I'm just going to go ahead and mention them now. Great. If go that's ahead. okay. Yes, please. So go to Jamaica. You must do something within the Blue Mountains. So the Blue Mountains are the highest peaks in Jamaica. Um, and they, they stretch across a couple of different uh, parishes on the north. I'm always like, you know, trying to my in the northeast coast. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, you want to do the Blue Mountains. You want to do a bicycle tour, especially through the mountains, through the oh, blue wow. mountains. I've done that, and it Is was it hard? absolutely. It's well, it's mostly downhill. Oh, it's perfect! All downhill, actually. Yeah, um, which is which is probably not as easy as you think, but it's better than going uphill, right? Agreed. Because there are curves and there are turns, and I actually did that. I actually did this in the rain. Right. So imagine going down mountains oh. in the rain. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's beautiful. And there are waterfalls along the way and there are coffee farms along the way. That's what I was going to ask right? you if this is the coffee region, because I've had it the is. coffee. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I guess my, so I'll sum that up by saying, it, you know, in Jamaica, you must do the Blue Mountain and or try the coffee. 
and come home with a coffee and bring Nicole some. Come home with a co- That's right. That is right. <laughs> okay, That's so right. um, then what about, you know, an additional, your personal favorite, very touristy thing to do? My personal favorite, uh, it's a very touristy thing. However, not a lot of tourists knows about it. And I'll say it this mm. way. When you go there, it is mostly tourists. Right, because it's not necessarily a, a big local spot, but not a lot of tourists knows about this. And it's Floyd's Pelican Bar. It's on the south oh, coast yeah. of Jamaica, and it is a, a bar made uh, made from uh, drifted wood or drifted, you know, um, mm-hmm. materials, and it's in the middle of the ocean. Mm-hmm. So you actually have to take, um, you know, a boat to get there. The first time I went there, uh, we hired a local fisherman to take us over to Florida Pelican Bar. And when you get there, you know, Floyd greeted us. I, I think he's still there um, greeting people on a daily basis. And mm-hmm. you can get, you know, from a grilled, grilled lobster and a red stripe. And it's all wood. The, you know, I think he's expanded it since I've been there, the, since the last time I've been there. And you're out in the middle of the ocean. And some parts of where the bar is built, you can actually stand in the water. So the water comes up to your knee probably, Right. Um, and some parts are deeper, but there, you know, it's a whole bar and restaurant. So there are tables on the inside and there's a, it's like a viewing deck or something of sorts. It is one of the most beautiful places to catch a sunset. Yeah. I feel like there's a, um, I feel like I should make a list of unique bars in the world because, uh, every, the, I've had two or three, including you, Jamaican specialists on, and everyone says good Floyd's Pelican Bar. And he has, yeah. he has expanded it, but, um, and I guess the thing to do is to carve your name into a piece of the yes, world. Yes, which I have, which I have. So the first time I went, um, I actually left a business card because there are areas where you could leave business cards and, mm. or you could carve your name. And I, and I left a business card. And the next time I went back, the business card was gone because I think they, you know, they keep replacing them or oh. some of them will fall off. Mm-hmm. So the le- the last time I went, not last time, but the second time I went, I actually carved my name because I said, nope, I am not going. <laughs> this is going to stay. This one has to stick. Right. So, yes, you carve your name into a piece of that wood. Yeah. So, like, do you have to bring your own knife or are you, like, stealing his cutlery or what's the deal? <laughs> no, I, I, if I remember correctly, I believe I got a carving knife from Floyd or someone there. Oh, wow. I can't remember. But it was not mine, that's for sure. Oh, man. But they provide it. <laughs> How much blood was on it? <laughs> none, 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 none. It was, it was a quote, unquote, you can't see me, but I'm doing air quotes. It was a natural knife. Okay, good, because I'm like all drunk tourists carving their names into what? Okay, yeah, okay, good. No, no. Uh, so coming off the rapid fire questions and kind of going to, you know, draw a tour draw this towards a close because uh, we've had a good time but it, it, we know we could talk forever mm-hmm. what about a favorite childhood memory in jamaica that would help a tourist understand the culture hmm. um a lot of my childhood memories uh tend to um tend to focus around family right so family getting together and if you know a lot of the things that i've mentioned involve you know, a community or it involves a lot of people. And my childhood memories, um, there are a lot of those types of situations where there are people involved, right? So mm-hmm. for for Jamaicans, we are deeply connected to each other. And, you know, at the beginning, I said 
um, I can take a nap anywhere, even though I don't know the people, I know them within my spirit, within my heart, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because, mm-hmm. you know, the people for us in, in the, you know, Jamaica, we, in Jamaica, we say, uh, out of many, one people, right? And mm-hmm. we truly believe in that one love that you hear Bob Marley sing about. It is not a cliche in mm-hmm. Jamaica. It really is one love. A lot of people don't really know this, and I, I might get the stats right, but something like, you know, 60% or maybe a little bit more of those um, is are, are Africans that are like African Jamaicans or Jamaicans who come from African um, ancestry, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. And then the remainder of what's left is a mixture of uh, Caucasian, which is the higher, you know, end of the of the remaining 40% or whatever. And then there is, you know, Asian descendants, right? And then other, right? Okay. And mm-hmm. for us, we don't consider ourselves this or that or you know, white person or black person, like we're all Jamaicans and we all take pride, like we're so proud of our country. So right? what and is so the expression us, again? Out of many, one people. I really, I really like that. That's really great. That is our motto. That is our motto, out of many, one people. And you'll find it in, on a lot of things that you see um, that are printed. Um, and, and so we, like, we truly believe in the power of people and the power of each other. So for someone to understand Jamaica, they, uh, they have to understand that we, the people, are truly connected and we truly believe that we need each other. We want to be around each other. And so when you go to Jamaica, that's a lot of the thing that, you know, to see that Jamaicans are so friendly, they're so nice, because we truly want to connect with, us, with, us, with another person's soul. Mm, that's wonderful. Um, what about, you know, just besides our conversation here, is there any resources that you might be able to point travel agents to or pointers or trainings or just things that you think might be very helpful for them to learn more about Jamaica or point their clients mm-hmm. to even like even literature, like a book, like, is there anything or movies? Oh yeah. So, I mean, I mean the obvious parts for travel agents is tourist board, right. But I will take that a step further. I'll talk about a couple of books, but I will take the mm. tourist board situation just a step further because we tend to see the tourist board as um, as this, you know, this figurehead and, and, and this organization. And I think it goes a little bit deeper now. We have to remember that the people who make up the tourist boards, so we're talking from the Minister of Tourism down to the BDM who you see on the road, who you work with on a daily basis. Those people are not just representatives of Jamaica, but they're also representatives of the culture and they're actual people. So see you, so you and I have been this conversation, Megan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. would love if travel agents or people who sell travel would sit down with someone who represents Jamaica and talk about these types of situations. So childhood memories, what do you like to do? What would you, what would you recommend? And not necessarily, you know, what the brochure gives you or what you pick up at a table at a, at a trade show, right? Or what you watch on a Zoom webinar. It's talk to the people who represent Jamaica because I guarantee you that they're representing Jamaica for a reason, right? Yeah. Because they have that in their soul. Yeah, and I mean, this, uh, a lot of people that, I, I know that there's a heavy Caribbean presence as far as um, what travel agents tend to plan in my listenership. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, what a good opportunity to, you know, find a, a BDM or someone with it, you know, the properties that you tend to plan or book out and mm-hmm. plan this into your Facebook group. Invite all your clients. Right. Have Take this, right. take my script right here, write all the questions. Actually, you'll see it in the show notes and rifle it off to them. With your with your own clients, right? Right. I mean, that would be amazing. Right. 
Yeah. That would be absolutely, absolutely amazing. I, I agree. Just talk to the people. Um, you know, and as far as, as far as books goes, there are quite a bit of, and if you'd like, I'd be happy to supply you with some very light reading. Yeah, great. Um, in terms of, you know, fiction, I, I, I can put, we can put that in the show notes because I'm not going to be able to tell you off the top of my head right now. Perfect. But, um, you know, because I like to read about a place right before I go there, or I like to watch movies or read books or listen to music surrounding that particular destination right before I go or I'm on the plane or something like that. But as far as a history book goes, one that I really like, which I keep by my nightstand, and it's not a small book, it is a, you know, it's a medium, it's a thick book. Um, and I, 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 I continue, I read it over and over. It's called The Story of the Jamaican People. Um, mm-hmm. And it's by uh, Philip Sherlock, I believe, and uh, Hazel. I can't remember Hazel's last name mm-hmm. uh, right now, but yes, it's Philip Sherlock, and I think Hazel Bennett. So we can we can reconfirm that in the in the show notes. But I Perfect. keep that um, on my nightstand. It's the story of the Jamaican people, and mm-hmm. it talks about a general history of Jamaica, mm-hmm. um, and it talks about some of the earlier parts of you know the Jamaican people in leading up to you know earlier times. When I say earlier, I mean sixties, uh, eighties, stuff like that. You know, times okay. like that or okay. years like that. Yeah, neat. Yeah. Okay, so we have one history book. Was there another book? Um, no, not, I mean, if I do, I'll come, I'll tell you okay. and, uh, we'll put in the show notes. Okay. What about movies? The Jamaican bobsled team. No? <laughs> the Jamaican bobsled team. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Sorry. There are some really good movies. <laughs> Have you seen that? Have you seen that? Yes. <laughs> so talk about a movie. Talk about inspiration, right? Yes. That was a really good movie. What, when was the last time you saw that, though? Was it years ago? It was years ago. Actually, my husband was in pilot training, and the whole class, we watched it because we were, I don't know why we were, but that was a slogan that they would just, like, I can't remember what the slogan is, what they say before they, they push off the bobsled, but they would say that before they would get into these flights and, you know, nearly kill their instructor pilots or whatnot, but it was just kind of like, you know, we can do it. It's impo- it seems impossible, but we can do it. So, and I know. So, yeah, I think it's called Cool Runnings. Oh, Cool Runnings. Um, That's what it's called. Yeah. Cool Runnings. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were going to, you know, ask me about how Stella got her groove back. Oh. <laughs> have you seen that? Yes. <laughs> yes, of course. That's a popular one, but there are a couple others. One of them is one called uh, One Love, which stars one of the Marley brothers, mm-hmm. uh, which is a good one. And there are a couple others that I, you know, there's a new one, actually. Uh, when I say new, I mean new wish for about a year. That's called Sprinter. Um, and mm-hmm. it tells, tells the story of a a uh, young Jamaican man or young Jamaican boy who um, who is a sprinter. So it's it's very similar to like a Usain Bolt type of mm. coming of age story. In mm-hmm. fact, Usain Bolt uh, makes an appearance in this movie. Oh, cool. So, yeah, it's called Sprinter. Yeah, I mean, those, oh my gosh, what a picture, what a collection of movies for people to watch. That, you know, that's actually like, that's somebody's email uh, write like an automated email, like movies to prepare you for your trip to Jamaica. Like enjoy these movies yes. or just send them a note in the mail. Sorry, I'm all about creative marketing. I get, so I get not my, not the like, really the topic of my podcast, but you send them a package of microwave popcorn and a list of the things that they should watch. What? I mean, how fun oh, would I that be? That. How, fun how would that be? How amazing is that? And not just, you know, not just microwave popcorn, but maybe 
well, you're probably not going to get too much Jamaican coffee options here, right? Uh, but mm-hmm. I'm sure there are Jamaican snacks, like, you know, we can find a, a bag of banana chips, right? So instead, yeah. of, instead of, you know, popcorn, you can find banana chips or plantain chips somewhere in your store. I mean, yeah. for, you know, Whole Foods probably. Trader Joe's. We'll carry Trader Joe's, right? So instead of popcorn, we'll do that. And, and a movie or a book, I think that'd be lovely. And it's even, you know, you know, we're talking about convenience here. If it's something that you're ordering from Amazon, you can order them together and have it shipped, right? Yeah, perfect. That's so, a really good idea. Yeah. yeah oh man, that's such Love a good it. collection of movies. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. I had, I feel like I need to go watch them all now. Okay, cool. <laughs> I, feel and, like I feel like I need to go watch them too. Yeah, and you know what? We unpacked our television that has been in storage for three years, and uh, it works. <laughs> so now I can actually watch wow. it. Wow. Oh yeah, and it's like one oh, of these good, good. high def televisions, and we've kind of decided like maybe we prefer our celebrities a little less, you know, a little low def, more low def than we have. So <laughs> anyway, that was, <laughs> but we can watch it now. All the yeah. anyway. So then, um, nice. let me just uh, finish off the podcast by allowing you a moment to just throw in anything that I might have, you know, missed over or that you think is important from, you know, your life in Jamaica uh-huh. that people should know before they travel there? Anything you want to throw in? Oh, wow. People should know before they travel to Jamaica. Um, you know, there really is no, um, there's nothing that I can think of other than to say, just go to Jamaica with an open mind, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um because like I mentioned earlier that we are a type of people who are very warm, you know, and we're huggers and we're laughers and just go with an open mind, understanding and knowing that. And hopefully your ultimate connect, your ultimate goal here is connection, right? Because if Mm -hmm. you go with that in mind, you will find it. And, you know, it's a matter of, we can go to a beach anywhere. We can go to Myrtle beach. We can go to Miami beach. We can go to Cape Cod, right? right? You can go to a beach anywhere in the world. But if you really want to connect with an island, especially travel agents, your client can book, you know, a beach anywhere in the world. But if you want them to be, um, you know, lifelong clients who refer their friends, you have to be able to sell them connection as well. And when they travel and they connect with an island, when they connect with a destination and when they connect with its people, it's better for you in the long run because they're going to keep mm-hmm. continuing to reach out to you because of all the emotions involved. Mm-hmm. So when you're putting, when you're sending your client to Jamaica, be sure that you're incorporating either excursions or experiences or opportunities that are going to allow them to connect with people or destinations yeah. and or yeah. both if, if possible. I mean, it has to be about the people. I say that a lot, but it, it has, has to, to be. be because it, yeah. yeah, it does. Yeah, we can get into that whole thing another time. But if it's not about the people, you your your motivations are not aligned properly. So absolutely, yeah. And if they, if you, if you, you know, if you need anything in the travel agency, have any questions, or if you need anything, um, please feel free to reach out to me. I am happy, as as you know, as Megan knows, I am happy mm-hmm. to supply information in the DMs. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and actually, you know, we didn't tell people how they can find you. And Nicole, I mean, she put as far as Instagram stories and motivation, inspiration, and general cheerfulness for life. Nicole's Instagram stories and her account are wonderful. So, Nicole, tell oh, people. Thank you. Oh, yeah, they're they're wonderful. I get a lot out of them. I appreciate it. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you being on the Travel Market Media Network and lending us your voice and your expertise. And, um, yeah, I'm just in general just thankful for our connection. But um, 
before we close out, I don't know that we told people where to find you online specifically. So will you give yes. us that information? Absolutely. So Instagram is my jam. Mm-hmm. Um, I hang out on on Instagram more than I do any other place online. So mm-hmm. Instagram is my online online home, and you can find me there at Nicole F Barrett. So Nicole F and Sam Barrett on Instagram. That's good to know because one time I googled you and I came up with a porn star. So good to, <laughs> good to have the middle well, initial. You never know, Megan. That could be me. That could be me. Because you're saying. smoking all your family's weed. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> that could be me, Megan. Listen, no, but yeah, you're right. Nicole Barrett is some form of movie star. Right? I was. I saw that. No, that's that's definitely not me. No, no. I. Am She's Nicole the Jamaican. Exactly. I'm the Jamaican one. I'm the Jamaican movie star. And Megan, I believe you and I reconnected on Instagram was where we reconnected, it's right? True. After years of not of not seeing each other. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw you and I thought, that oh my lovely. gosh. Yeah, it was great. And then um I also wanted to ask you, because you do a lot of programming to like help travel agents with their business of being a travel agent. Do you have any programs coming up? Absolutely. So I'm glad you asked because just last night, I hit the live button on a program called uh, the List Building Kit. So I help travel agents uh, attract, engage, and convert an audience of their ideal clients. So what we're talking about, putting yourself out there to the right people, not the fluff, but the people who you actually want to work with right? And who want to work with you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I teach travel agents how to do that through strategy, through email marketing. And I launched just yesterday, the list building kit. So you can actually find Mm -hmm. that at listbuildingkit.com. And there are three different programs. The attract program will walk travel agents through attracting the right audience and and finding them where they are, uh, creating content that will allow you to connect with them. Then we have the engaged part because, you know, as travel agents, we know that, um, you know, your clients are going to buy from you mm-hmm. once on average per year, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. in the meantime, you need to keep them engaged so you can stay, stay top of mind. So there's a program for that. And then there is a conversion, pro- a convert program. We talked about how to convert them, how to get them to reach out to you and ultimately the sales process. So I'm very, very excited about that. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And your programs, I mean, they're well attended. I see. I, I can't believe how many travel agent stories I look through and they're posting pictures of them attending your online program. I'm like, she's everywhere. Oh, she's I just everywhere. <laughs> I, just, I just love my travel and, and that's the thing is I, that's the same thing I train travel agents. I don't teach them anything that I haven't done myself. Right. So what I like about the travel agents that I train now in my programs and that are, that attend my lives and whether it's an in-person workshop, which I, which I sometimes do, you know, pre COVID and, you know, or an online workshop. Now they're an actual tribe. Like we've made a connection. They are my tribe. And and so because mm-hmm. of that, you know, the, the connection is great. And I'm trying to, trying to teach travel agents or I am teaching travel agents how to form that same circle of tribe with their own ideal clients so that they can be everywhere as well where other clients are watching or potential clients. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, love um, it. Good. Okay. Well then, um, is that any sort of limited time enrollment or that's just open? So it's open 
Uh, it will be just open, except that uh, right now it's on pre-sale, where they can save uh, anywhere between fifty bucks and uh, one hundred and ninety-seven dollars. Cool. Uh, so the pre-sale will end on the sixteenth of November. Okay. So you want to lock in that pre-sale price before the price goes up. Cool. All right. Well, this is great information, yeah. and I am so thankful that we got to have this conversation. So thanks for joining me today. I'm so thankful. Thank you. And can I just say before we go that I am so proud of you, Megan. I would uh-huh. love to give you a shout out oh, because you. I know that you've been showing up so much more online. You're so much more visible, mm. and you've done a couple lives in the past couple weeks. <laughs> I did. I did. And <laughs> I am so thankful for you and for the other people that did not leave me hanging because it could have been <laughs> like crickets up in there. But and people. <laughs> And people gave me feedback and um, and asked to know to find it where they could find the podcast, where they could find other you know yes. other travel market podcasts, and uh, and it's I don't know it's uh, it's an interesting and new world for me, but that's also part of you know completing this move and building a space that I can be in. And I'm very thankful that my husband yes. you, know, gi- you know gives me this space that um, you know because uh, we share an office and he'll just scoot out of here real quick for me and things like that. So <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you did great. You're killing it. Congratulations on that. <laughs> Thank you. All right, You're Nicole. welcome. I hope we can do something again sometime. Thank you, Megan. It was great to be here. Yes, wonderful. Okay, this is Megan Chapa of the Travel Radio Podcast saying thank you for listening and have a great day. my friend, have made a great choice by selecting this podcast. And there are other great choices like the Hey Travelpreneur podcast waiting for you at travelmarketmedia.com.